huh? Me an ex ho. What's up, mommy? Hello. To miss me alive. Came to laugh and learn how she live her best life. Became the change in the world she wanna see. Practicing Buddha, she don't even see her enemy. An ex ho, zodiac sign is Gemini. She highly volatile and calm at the same time. The world for what it really is. Through the eyes of the twins Mia XO Zodiac sign is Gemini She highly volatile and calm at the same time Highly volatile and calm at the same time She highly volatile and calm at the same time 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 Hello there, good morning. I wanted to uh, take a moment to have a conversation with you because I think that one of the most important lessons that we are learning during this pandemic is that um, life is too short to be taking things and people for granted. And I wanted to record this episode, especially right now in the moment, not only because my blog serves as my therapy and hopefully counsel <laughs> for you, but also um, because the thoughts are fresh on my mind. I feel like too many of us experience these things in these situations and we feel like we're helpless because, you know, you have to have a job, you have to have income, or you have to have a husband, you can't be alone, you have to have kids, that's what you're supposed to do, things like that. We're brought up and, you know, raised for all intents and purposes to believe that and think that and then when we don't do those things we feel like and or maybe even could be considered a failure and you know while I usually like to keep my episodes light and airy and fun and free this is life and um, you know unfortunately this is where I'm feeling and just want to express because I know that if I'm feeling this, um, other people are as well. And I want you to know that you're not alone. <coughs> Excuse me, this Arizona dirt uh, during this monsoon has my allergies all crazy. So I apologize. It's not the COVID. <laughs> Uh, anyway, in this episode, I want to talk to you about things that are no longer fun. And this episode will be properly titled, This is No Longer Fun for Me. So let's take a pause for the um, sponsorship cause and we'll come back and I'll dive right into it. Oh my gosh, you have got to go to my website and check out 
the Miss Mia Picks video that I just posted on. Oh, man. This is no longer fun for me. <laughs> how many is how many times, especially as adults, have we said that? I mean, really, it's like we have to do so many things that we don't want to do as adults because that's part of adulting, right? And we just sit there and think, this is no longer fun for me. And, you know, it's especially hard, you know, during times like this when everybody is going through something and experiencing something on some kind of level when it comes to the pandemic. And for me, this particularly hits home pretty hard because, um, you know, I've had to make adjustments to my business to adapt to what's currently going on. And so, you know, sometimes you get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is not fun, you know, and you can sometimes deal with it and sometimes not. Me personally, when it comes to those things that I mentioned in the intro, you know, like getting married, having kids. Uh, you know, quote unquote, settling down, Uh, you know, having the corporate job and the 401k and the nice house and the nice cars and everything. Those were never fun to me. So it's been very easy for me to, you know, eliminate them or minimize them as much as possible, if you will. I, um, you know, I've been in several situations where I've had to take jobs that I didn't necessarily want to take, you know, because I'm a mom and I needed to be able to put food on the table, you know, lights on at my house. Um, There were times when I had to work with clients that I didn't want to work for or didn't want to work with, you know, because they just turned out to be really very rude, really very disrespectful or what have you. I I pride myself on being a very respectful person. And one of the things that I dislike the most is being disrespected. And that's partially, (laughs) largely the reason why I do my free consultations. Because if I don't blend well with you and you don't blend well with me, we ain't going to blend well together. And then this ain't going to be fun for neither one of us. You feel me? But there, you know, are things that you're going to have to do as an adult, you know, most of us anyway, that it's just part of life. You know, for the most part, we both have, we all have to have some kind of income, right? So you have to work. 
not too many of us are fortunate enough to do what we love. But even those of us that are, I mean, I love what I do. I've been doing it for 18 years and there are still times, you know, that I'm like, I really wish I could just fire this client. You know, there are times when I get it, I find a great client in a great situation and then something happens and it's no longer fun. And I think one of the ways to get around this kind of thing, because, you know, at the end of the day, we we have to be responsible adults unless you go out and win the lottery and somebody's going to do everything for you. You know, we really have to, uh, you know, have to work. We have to have a place to live for all intents and purposes. We have to have a car or a means of transportation. So we have to make certain exceptions, right? So I think it's important that you're able to tell, you know, what's no longer fun for you. Because I've noticed in many life coaching sessions that people have a hard time noticing that. They think because it's what they're supposed to be doing, you know, and that's quote unquote, just life that, you know, well, it's not supposed to be fun, it's work. Or you're not supposed to like life all the time and have these weird mantras that they continue to repeat to themselves. And, you know, to a certain degree, that is, there is some truth to that, absolutely. But I also believe that if you can catch these things early on, you can maybe make adjustments so you are living a more fun life that you want to live. You are living more on purpose. And just a couple of ways that I notice when something is no longer fun for me is first and foremost, probably the most obvious, most important, I lose interest very quickly. And that is shown in, you know, many different ways Um, within friendships. uh, You know, now, obviously, as an adult, I have tried to communicate many times what's not fun for me in a way that my audience will receive it, of course. But sometimes that's you know, it just, it isn't received regardless of how the message is delivered and you end up losing interest, you know, in, in friendships, I stop, you know, if, if I've tried to communicate to somebody over and over, like this is no longer fun for me. And honestly, let me just dive a little bit more into what I mean by that. If it's not something positive that makes me feel good, that makes me want to do it over and over and over again, or, you know, whatever the case may be. It, you know, life is too short to be doing things that make you unhappy constantly. And, you know, that's what I mean by it no longer being fun for me. So within my friendships, for instance, I will stop wanting to hang out. I will stop being so receptive on, you know, over the phone and on social media and things like that. I, you know, will stop 
initiating things definitely within relationships. You know, I lose interest in wanting to please my man. I, I stop wanting to do the little things that I know make him smile. Um, at work, I naturally am a person that goes the extra mile. I don't care if, you know, I'm working on an event, I'm working a corporate job as a temp, I'm, I'm cleaning houses, I'm removing door stickers. I don't even know. Because let me tell you, your girl's had some crazy jobs trying to build her brand. <laughs> so regardless of what I've done, I've always tried to do it and give it 110% until it's no longer fun. And then on top of losing interest leads me to my next thing. I've been looking for them excuses to escape when I am obligated to, to go see a friend for whatever reason, I'll call my best friend Robert and be like, I need you to call me at this time and give me an out call. If he ain't available, I got a backup person that will give me an out call. I, you know, am, I, I try to justify it in my head and make it okay for me not to appear or attend or participate because I just think that, you know, for what? I don't want to do this. It's not fun. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to, you know, I could be at home doing this, right? My off my home office doing this or, you know, whatever, which then leads me to my physical responses, which if you're familiar, I'm sure you love just as much as I do. <laughs> and that's what brought me to today's podcast because I'm currently experiencing this lack of fun with a particular client. And unfortunately for me, he's my only paying client right now. Thanks to this pandemic and the event and hospitality, hospitality industry just kind of on hold. He's my main client. Now, you know, I, I'm finding myself in a position where the working with him and his team is just no longer fun. And I've tried many ways to communicate that. And it's not that I expect it to be, you know, to the true definition of the word fun, but I'm feeling bullied every time I'm in an office meeting or on a job site. I am being very disrespected and spoken to extremely rudely by the general manager in front of the owner. At which time the owner just laughs it off and is like, oh, you know how Bob is. You got to just ignore him. That same lovely general manager is a racist, but again, because he's quote unquote friends with the owner, you just got to ignore him. And yesterday I kind of lost my shit and I'm not proud of that. And this is, it's usually happens, you know, first it's my mind, then it's my body. 
because I don't like when I have to go to this place. I prefer to be able to communicate to people as adults and then receive it as adults and then that's it. I realized that sometimes you have to adjust your communication style to fit your audience. So if I don't, if I'm not received the first time, I'll try again. Maybe you didn't hear me. And then maybe I'll get a, a little louder because maybe I'm, I'm talking too low or whatever. I hate when it gets to the point where I have to overexert myself and be louder than necessary. Because immediately I feel like, I should apologize. And then I have to check myself like there's nothing for you to apologize for, girl. You have communicated why this ain't fun for you repeatedly using many different words, many different phrases and terminologies. And it happened again right in front of the owner. So essentially when he was disrespectful to me, I got in the owner's face like, Alan, look. He's doing it right in front of you. Say something. This is why it continues to happen. Because you let it. So, and then, you know, I was going through, my mind was just racing because that's not me. I don't like to raise my voice, especially to somebody that I respect. And I, I greatly respect Alan. Uh, I just had had enough and have had enough. And even yesterday, while I'm with Mr. and he and I are talking about the situation and he is like, well, I don't really see what you have to be sorry for, babe. Like if you are telling them constantly, constantly, this is not okay. This is not okay. And he lets it happen right in front of him. You know, he's not, he didn't hear you the first couple of times. And then that leads me to my body. And these physical responses are also very important ways that I realize when something is no longer fun for me. Because I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. in the bed like, oh, well, that's new. Because my stomach was doing some things she ain't got no business doing at 5 a.m. So, of course, I jump up out of bed. Babe's like, babe, are you okay? And I'm just relieving myself upward, if you will. That, you know, green emoji. You feel me? You feel me? I don't want to just come out and say it because I feel like that's gross. But you get what I'm saying. And then, uh, then it started coming downward and I kept trying to think because I, you know, he and I, you know, because he's a recovering, uh, cancer survivor, or I'm sorry, I didn't say that right. He is a cancer survivor. Um, he and I are very particular about what we eat and I even keep track using the app in my, uh, in my phone. And so I immediately am looking that up and I'm looking in the ingredients, you know, have I tried anything new? Um, you know, am I noticing other things too? Because I have really bad allergies, which is why this whole wearing mask and hand sanitizing thing is not a big deal to me or him because we do it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I immediately start to look and it's like, I haven't done anything out of the ordinary. 
Nothing has changed except what has been happening with this particular client. And I think what's really upsetting to me the most is I really like him. And he's got a designer. Her name is Lisa. She's amazing. But it's like, I just don't know what it is with him and this guy, Bob. And I don't know that I can keep. And it was funny because right before the situation went down, I was just about to tell him, like, I can't keep dealing with Bob, dude. You see, all I'm doing, what you asked me to do, you put me in the line of fire. Like, he and I were just having the conversation, and then Bob proved my point. So, you know, physical responses are definitely a way that you can tell when something is no longer fun for you. And after we take another pause for the sponsorship cause, we'll talk about how to resolve this issue. So, okay, if you follow me on any of my social media platforms, you know, and you've seen this jewelry, Kinsley Armel. It's my absolute, absolute favorite. I'm really into beads and things that are all natural. And what I love about Kinsley Armel is it not only gives me the all natural look in the bracelets and rings and necklaces and things like that but it also adds a little class to it so if i want to get a little dressier you know there are pieces that are set in gold tone or set in silver tone or set in rose gold tone and that's what i absolutely love about it there are it's druzy jewelry if you don't know what that is just google kinsley armel and it'll come up and you'll see it because it's like all natural stones some of it is actual healing stones like amethyst and pink quartz and things like that and some of it is just really really pretty colored my favorite collection probably out of everything is the astrology collection actually i have two favorites the astrology collection is my favorite because i'm really into astrology I am a Gemini and I wear that badge with honor. And then there's also the charity collection where there are several different pieces that represent specific charities and a portion of those sales go towards that charity. So I absolutely, absolutely love it. So when you visit my website on the partners page, you will see the logo, click Kinsley Armel. And make sure that you use my discount code MHPARTNER15 to get a discount on the entire website. Often, um, once you make your first purchase, you're going to get an email. And that'll tell you even more discounts that you can use on top of my discount code. But again, that's Kinsley Armel. And you can shop their website. You can go to my website, miahillary.com, click partners, and you'll see the web, the uh, logo. Make sure you use my discount code, MHPARTNER15, and I know that you will enjoy. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate you and your support. I'm actually um, eating some lunch right now as I record this segment. And I want to now focus on the positive. In the previous segment, we focused on what it 
what it means when something is no longer fun for you, how to be able to tell, you know, things like that. And now, you know, how it affects you, all of that stuff we talked about. Now, though, I really want to focus on how to resolve this issue. Because let's face it, you know, if you don't resolve it, it's just going to continue to brew and most likely get worse, right? I hope you can hear me. Um, But so first for me, when I'm going to resolve an issue like this, I, th- I think to myself and I ask myself, is this necessary? Is this particular client necessary for me? Is this particular friend necessary for my life? Um, you know, I think that it's real important for you to think about what's important and what's necessary. Because, you know, that's an easy fix. If it's a situation where, you know, you're dating somebody and you know it's not going to really go anywhere, you've just been kind of hanging out until something better comes along or, you know, she's not really that good of a friend, but you just, you know, want somebody to go to the club with every so often because all your other girlfriends are married type thing. I don't know. The point I'm trying to make is you have to determine whether or not the particular thing that's no longer fun is a necessity. Because if it's not, let that shit go. You don't need it, especially as adults. Nowadays, I feel like we're so worried about hurting somebody's feelings and all this other stuff that we're not being real with ourselves, ergo not being real with the people around us. You know, when I first started to have this feeling within friendships, let's say, I felt kind of bad, you know, and I would talk to some other people who basically felt the way that I did. Like it, it, it sucks to have to give up these people. It sucks to have to, um, you know, and relationships when you're having fun. But if it no longer serves you and then the fun goes away, it's like, what's the point? So if it's not a necessity, did it. Get rid of it immediately. The world in life is full as it is of drama and bullshit that you don't need to add to it. There, you know, that's kids stuff. And even it's, you know, it's funny because my son just turned 18 and even watching him move and how he interacts with his friends, it's like, nobody needs that. Nobody needs the extra drama. Nobody needs the extra nonsense. Nobody, 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 nobody. So if it's not a necessity, and I urge you to really think about the word necessity, Okay. Like, don't just think, oh, I need this, I need this, because you really want it. You know, think about what you actually need. And what I mean, like for me, when I'm thinking about what I actually need, I I think about my ba- most basic 
human needs. And, you know, I think about what I need to sustain life first and foremost. Do I need this particular person or job or object to be able to live and sustain life? Which leads me to the next thing. If it is a necessity, if it is a necessary need, then you have to definitely figure out a way to cope. You know, I'm, I'm all about, you know, finding the positive in every situation because there is a positive in pretty much every situation. I have yet to be presented with a situation that I couldn't find the positive in. So it's possible, even in the darkest of situations, it's possible. But if it is a necessity, like for instance, you only have one source of income and this is your main, this is how you take care of your family and this is how you live and survive, then obviously, yes, you're going to, you know, have to deal with this person and or situation. And, you know, that just is what it is. So like, for instance, with me right now, I have one main client and then, you know, on my event side, and then I have my blog, which is something totally different and I'm good on my blog, but you know, in order to maintain the revenue that I'm used to, you know, my event side is down. And so I'm, you know, having to do things that are not so fun in order to sustain life essentially. So the ways that I have found to cope with this particular client in this particular situation is, uh, number one, thankfully for me, I'm able to determine when I will work in his office versus working remotely. So I've elected to work more remotely. I get more work done and everything working remotely. And even though he doesn't like that because he's a control freak, the work is still getting done. So his, his complaining is minimal. And, um, that's, you know, my first way that I can do it now I'm self-employed. So the, and this is a client where I chew, pick and choose kind of when I'm in his office. If you're at an, an, at a, what I call a banker job, you have banker hours, Monday through Friday, eight to five or what have you, you're working a regular job. You may not have that luxury. So you do have to figure out something that you can do to uh, cope with the situation. You know, maybe you need to um, just continue to be positive and continue to be a good person and continue to be the good you until you can find a replacement. But continue to be a good you. I can't stress that enough, especially when you're trying to make a change. You want this change to be positive. You want the situation to be positive. So deal with whatever negative emotions you have about the situation and then let them go. You don't need them anymore. Then you just focus on what's positive. Focus on the fact that you actually have a job because how many people out there don't? Yeah. Ponder that for a second, you know, focus on the fact that you have a job that can actually provide for your family and in the manner that it can, you know, you haven't had to, you haven't gotten laid off and had to go work at, you know, a circle K or McDonald's or something to make ends meet, hoping that that $15 an hour will, can be stretched, you know, 
be thankful that you have the opportunities that you do and you have the ability for new opportunities. People seem to forget that. They seem to think that, especially when it comes to jobs, people seem to think that this is all I can get you know, because I'm 40, whatever, or because I never finished whatever, this is the best I can do. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case. Find the positive, focus on the positive, and focus on ways to cope. And you might be surprised. A lot of times when I have found ways to just cope with, you know, what's going on currently, that current negativity for whatever reason just falls off. And sometimes that's all that was really needed, you know, and I say that to say this, you have to also be aware that not everything is going to be fun all the time, especially working in business. You're going to have situations at your job or wherever where, you know, it's not every day is going to be a good day and that's okay. So before you go through all of this and get all upset and get in your feelings because, you know, you're not having a good time anymore, stop and think like, is this an all the time thing? Like, am I just miserable? Or is this a one-off thing and things can get better eventually? You have to really think about, you know, those questions and have to really think Is it worth making all of these changes? Is it worth putting myself through this? Because this process can be very, you know, taxing on somebody emotionally. You know, maybe it wasn't that serious and maybe you just need to let it go and move on. I don't know. But all I do know and I will end with is this. Life is too short. It really is. If we've learned anything during this pandemic. It is that through all of the thousands of lives that we've lost in a matter of weeks, sometimes days because of this, this virus. And it's like, you have to stop living for the other person and start living for yourself. That may take some sacrifice in the beginning, but I promise you, I promise you it'll be worth it. (laughs) So that's just my little two cents. I know it helped me because I definitely feel better in my situation. And it definitely made me, it reminded me to stop and think, is this an all the time thing or just a one-off? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful. And, and that's why I do these episodes. And um, I really hope that you will find me on social media at Miaisms, M-I-A-I-Z-M-S. Um, on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll talk soon. Ciao.